G, I put a thousand jumpers up. Word to Dapper J, I put a thousand jumpers up. When I'm ending off my day, I put a thousand jumpers up. Rappers be like, I'm under the weather, so they about to spit their most fire bars. This podcast is about to be really fire. <laughs> yeah, nah, every time Beanie Seagull ever said that, I felt like I'm going to jail. I was like, well, he's going to take me to jail. I don't feel like they're going to jail. but uh, Well, if you said you're under the weather, then you better spit the grime at 16 now, nigga. Like, I need to understand. Oh, but yeah, man. Hopefully, you guys like us playing the Shy Lights. Have you seen it? We'll explain why we we played it. You know, as we get to our music section of the podcast. My co-host, I'm a young culture brother like me. Cause I'm smooth like cognac. This nigga over here, square as a box of wine. Who drinks box wine? Hell, of people do. Let me say that people do. That's just not me. I be putting you on game with the drinks. Hey, for those who ain't hip, Grand Marier. Okay. Here he go. Here he go. Bro, who put you on? Here he go. Why I say someone else Here he go. Lie. I plead the fifth. You lost. Lie. Plead the fifth. You lost. <laughs> my co-host is my bro, Rob, Bobby G, me, Jarrell, Dapper J, Dap. You know, we here. So let's get to it, man, with the sports. It was week nine of the NFL season. Um, 
skins we lost. But in all honesty, I wasn't mad. One, my fantasy team is doing amazing. We'll get to that in a sec. But two, I like what I saw from Dwayne. Um, he didn't force anything. He made all the right reads. It's just now it's time to build confidence. We we got in the red zone where we get in field goals instead of touchdowns. Like Agent Peterson had 100 yards in the first half. He did that in like four or five years. You know, they, the Bills just they scored touchdowns that we didn't. Hey, I'm saying this now for those listening. If we get this top pick, not number one overall, but if we get uh Jerry Judy from Alabama, yo, with scary Terry, fam. Fam. He's a receiver? Yeah. yeah. Number four, look, go go look him up, Rob. Let's get a let's get a lineman, guys. Nah, if if we gotta check, put him with Terry. We can pay somebody. We need linemen. We have we no line. We do. However, sometimes you take best player available over your needs. All right, how does the Giants look at? Uh, I mean, Saquon's still that youngest. So I don't know. <laughs> like, he was like, ooh, get out, get out there. Ooh, get Saquon. Yeah, electrifying. <laughs> You've been looking like shit for the last five years because he's like being on his back. They also could have drafted better quarterbacks, and they could have did better. But he, you said best player available over need, right? They needed a lineman. They drafted Eric Flowers instead of Ty. don't get them all right. And, the end. I right. win. No, you don't. You don't get them all right. I'm sorry, but you know, as a person who's looking at my the best left tackle in the league, be on the sideline over some bullshit. Um, and we call what, us. Nigga. It hurts, bro. Um, a line is really important. So, um, yeah. But I mean, my team, the um, <laughs> and the L.A. Rams, we had a bye this week. So what? So you go jump ship like that? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I come to grips with it, like because like later on like, we can talk about it. But I've been introduced to winning, and I realize I don't have to take this anymore. And I'm technically not a turncoat because I've repped the Rams since I was five, six. So I'm technically not picking a new team. I mean, Jared Goff still hasn't earned his name back after the worst performance ever. And every time Cooper Cup doesn't do well for my fantasy, I blame him. If that's the case, then Mahomes ain't did shit because Mahomes never even reached the Super Bowl. And he ain't going this year, so. All right, stay woke, bro. (laughs) We can can make another jersey bet, yo. You know what it is. You buy me Mahomes jersey or I buy you either Lamar or Deshaun. I'm putting all the eggs in Lamar. Pause. All right, that's fine. And, and I want to give a big shout out to the Ravens. Uh, what? A shout out to the Ravens and okay. Lamar Jackson for being. But what did he do? First quarterback with under twenty five to okay. beat um be who to beat a Bill Belichick and Brady led team. Okay, okay, okay. Did Mahomes have two shots at that? He did. What did he do? First one he lost, uh-huh. and D Ford happened in the second one, but it's okay. But he lost, right? Lamar did it handily. It was there no wasn't no D Ford moments could have been had. Whoop that's that crazy. ass! Because that's what Heisman's do. Sorry, 
Legit Heisman. My dad was like, he needed to know how to throw more. I was like, Dad, he was throwing fine. Like, what do you mean? Your dad likes Howard in their ass. <laughs> <laughs> Next. <laughs> Tell I me mean, when they score more. They're not letting people sixty piece them. <laughs> that's real rap. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to hear that advice. Sorry. But when I look at Lamar, he can do both. It's just if you stop the throw. He can run, and if you try to stop the run, he can drop back and throw. Like, he got an arm. He does what he has to do to win. He's a winner. Absolutely. He happens to be what, like, Guys, I want, I want to right say now. this. Will you make a team, will you make a school like Louisville relevant? In I told y'all what it was. Y'all didn't believe me then. The last two quarterbacks that made Louisville relevant was Teddy Bridgewater and Lamar Jackson. We don't know anyone else from that team. Why? Because it wasn't a good team. The only reason <laughs> Lamar lost to Deshaun in college was not that Lamar wasn't dope. His team wasn't dope. They used to talk Deshaun about the Ravens. Lamar didn't. The Lamar, all his receivers was like Roddy White when Vic was there. He dropped everything. All his receivers dropped everything. It was ridiculous. So, yeah, man, when I look at that, it's for people to say, oh, Lamar's a running back. And, you know, look at the rest of his uh his draft class. Baker ain't doing hot. Baker uh-huh. missing wide open Odell. Uh-huh. That's sad, yo. Odell threw up the hand, Rob. It Rob. Crazy. Threw up the Randy Moss. He was, he, was, he was a half, maybe one second into his route, and he was already a foot past him. He was already by the stride. And, and Chris Harris isn't a bum. Chris Harris happens to be one of the best corners. But speed kills, and you can get smoked on any given day. <laughs> and that was about like, to happen. And he threw it to my man Jarvis in Jarvis double coverage. Ass. Jarvis is not a bum. Let's he's let's ass cheeks. He's not. Baker he's, is trash. Baker is trash. He's garbage. But I mean Jarvis is trash too. Yeah, but watching that game, I was pissed. I was like, come on, yo. <laughs> hey, man, Baker's trash. I've been trying to tell everybody for however long, but whatever. But, yeah, you got uh, a class with Baker, Sam Darnold, Lamar. Sam, Sam Darnold's got something. Oh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen is trash. And they, they said Lamar was running back, maybe wide receiver. Yeah, we know what that is, man. Yeah, you know what it is, man. It's it's the racial factor, but hey, he doing his thing. And shout out to whoever made that meme. Put Malcolm X, Mandela, <laughs> King, and, and and um Obama. AC Lamar. <laughs> He's the next man, yo. He's the leader of the free world. He just knocked off Brady. You know. Told you Fluffy Top wasn't gonna be able to do it. But the real nigga. Hey man, just know Jackson's lost three games in his career and two of them <laughs> came to my man. My the, main the man. man. The reigning to, MVP. The man That's is my... trying to use one of his brothers to hold him down. But Lamar's not gonna let that happen. Because he was a winner in college. Heisman. The reigning he MVP. Uh, he will get the MVP soon enough, maybe this year. And is then, between him or Russ? It's and, crazy that Russ is is six and two, seven and two. 
He's thrown 22 touchdowns, and and that one pick, which was the pick six by Peters a couple weeks ago, that's his only pick the whole year. He's dope, man. And the Seahawks team ain't great. Like Russ is the truth. They, I mean, they, they got they not, a lot of, they got a lot of effort, guys. I'll say that they don't have a lot of stars, but they have a lot of good players. Like they don't have like they, they don't have the Richard Sherman's in it anymore, but like they have solid players at their positions. Yeah, man. So it's just real interesting, like to to see you know the landscape. And shout out to uh, what Matt Moore for balling out against the uh, Vikings. Holding it down for Mahomes, you feel me? Because when Mahomes come back, it's free smoke, bro. For what? For the league, bro. You gonna see week 13. You gonna see. See what? I ain't worried about him, man. Oh, and shout out Jimmy G, man. You know, Thursday night, four touchdowns, you feel me? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he finally had a good game. He gonna have another good one next week. They play <laughs> Seattle. Monday night. He gonna have a good one. He gonna I have a good one. Lose. <laughs> oh, well, they probably win. They got a really good defense. I bet you his game is ass. Though. They got like, their defense is ridiculous. It is. It's like damn. Like I hate like Bosa, but like wasn't Bosa following some like all right shit or something? Yeah, he's he's MAGA Bosa. 100%. Yeah, but yo, he's a menace on the field, bro. It's like he's chasing people across. D four who play for them now, he's been killing like. It is ridiculous. Their D line is stacked, Joe. It is not normal. They understand. You understand these two things. You build from the from the line up. You get a strong O line so they can block for that run game, and you get a strong D line because if you can get to any quarterback, anything corners can be cool. They don't have to be great. And then there's not to mention they got like Richard Sherman and shit. So like they actually have some talent over there in size. And they fan, they just they hitting everything. Like good team, bro. Hey, they ain't gonna win in the playoffs, but it's a good team right now. We'll see, man. Other than that, how's your fantasy team looking, bro? I'm five and four right now. You know, only reason why I lost over the last few games is because I had a lot of bye weeks going on. But, Yo, um, I got a whole bunch of bodies this week. I'm probably yeah. You getting your ass whipped? I'm gonna laugh, but um, if I win, I'm gonna just put goat emojis all day. I'm just like, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna win this week because you know my people is off the buy. So yeah, we got Gurley back. I got Zerline back. <laughs> you know, my team is lit. Like, like really literally, good. I lost all my running backs. I, know, I saw that. I was like, ha ha, you suck. <laughs> yeah, like six people on the bye. I'm like, ooh, he gonna lose. But this is the week <laughs> I knew I was like, week 10, I, I figured I would lose this week. So I'm okay. Yeah, I knew I was gonna win week 7, and I knew I had to make sure I won week 13. So uh, <laughs> not winning week 13. <laughs> you know, like, my team is really good. I'm, I'm trying to make a last-minute trade, you know, because I got a trade I need to make. But, yeah, I need, yeah, to, I, make need a, I need to find a gym on the waiver wire, but I'll, I'll figure that out. <laughs> you need to wish the prayer. <laughs> like all I need is Haskins to find his groove because we play some trash teams in the on the back end of the schedule, and Scary Terry can eat. <laughs> scary Terry. Ooh. 
between him and Robbie Anderson, I need them to go off. We'll see, man. We'll see. Before we get into basketball, hey, title town, right? <laughs> oh, you know, you know. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm glad some somebody's team can contribute to the mantle chess of championships that we gather in the city. You know, that team in Baltimore has been ass for so <laughs> It's only been a couple years, Rob. It hasn't decades. been that long. We for won the, the division five decades. years ago. What for are you the talking about? The majority of decades. <laughs> the majority of the last 30 years you've been trying. <laughs> At least last 16. 30 years? Nah. Oh, yeah. That Let's goes back to what? 15. The last 20 at least. 15. That's 90, since 99, more than 10 years you've been asked. We've had good <laughs> years in this decade. Yeah, a couple. Yeah, you're right. Like three, two, yeah, we... <laughs> ass. Y'all got what we got. You're right. Y'all got what we got. We don't, man. I oh, want to say don't... this. Oh, oh, you want to say something? No, I want to say this. No, hold on, y'all don't get to speak. <laughs> I've been a fan since they came to town. Okay. Okay. I was here when like, we won 80 games the first year. We thought it was gonna be easy peasy, right? Right. And then them years was really bad after that. Right. Really, really bad. I stuck through with them. I stuck through. We got Strasburg in the draft, and I knew he'd be the foundation. We we lucked up and got Harper. I knew he'd pack the stadium. I knew he'd fit the asses in the seats. I knew it was going to happen, but we couldn't trust him. He left town. I counted us out 1930, but uh, y'all was making up all types of bullshit trade packages we should send our veterans away for. Yeah, yeah, y'all was doing that. And we came back out of nowhere with a vengeance. Got into the wild card game, clutched them. One and half an inning, bruh. <laughs> Nigga, we talk about last minute. Bam. Crack. Oh, shit, we alive. We go to the Dodgers. What? We just, we beat the Demons. What? The team that y'all like the goggle sacks of, bro. We beat them. They had us 2-1. We beat them two times in a row. Handedly. Clutch. Huh? Went to the NLCS. Murked the Cardinals. Made light work of them. Whooped that ass. Easy. Then we happen to face the dynasty team. The best team of all time. This the team, team is uh uh wins. This team is like uh uh and then we became the only team in the history of major sports. Every major sport. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey. To win it, the four games. Four games in the championship series. On the road. On the road. We beat the quote-unquote best team in baseball four times on the road. Yeah, Do man. Do you understand that? No, it's, it's fire. I can't. I can't. You got to salute it, you know? Um, we cracked. We cracked the code. They, they sat cold. They didn't play them. And what happened? That was the key, we bro. We took it home. Now, let me let me tell you. As someone who has been front and center, I was at 
Capital One Arena when the uh, Capitals won it all, and I was down at <laughs> Nats Park when the Nationals won it. So, you know, I told my boy, shout out Sykes, because I was with Sykes and his girl last time. I was like, we got to do it again. Taylor was under the weather. I think I caught part of her cold. I think it's a combination of her, and it was raining, you know, game seven, but it's all good. I'm going to thug it out. And, um, I told him, like, yo, they make it a game seven, I'll be there. Game seven comes, I'm like, it's supposed to rain. Do I really want to go? I might just stay in and rest. And then my dad's like, you going? I was like, yeah, I'm going to go. I got down there, got down to D.C. like 6.45. We didn't get in the bar until they were singing the national anthem. So that's like 8 o'clock. And we, we in the back. Place was jam-packed. You know, um, Sykes is he's nervous, and uh, and I think they went up two zero. When they went up two zero, it was like mm-hmm. he was a little scared, and I was like, Nah, it's okay. I told Sykes in the fifth inning, that's when we break through. That's when the Nats is going to do it, and they didn't. And I was like, Okay, I'm still not worried. And I'm gonna say this: Grinky pitched a hell of a game. Some of the calls was BS for sure. It was, it was a little iffy, but for the most but part, for the most part, we couldn't hit him. You, he you wasn't even him. Kill, he was. It wasn't like he was blazing us. We just couldn't hit shit he was throwing. Nothing. Like and he I got was, a, he got like a 68 mile an hour ball. Like, and I was telling, I was like, "Yo, it's it's gonna happen. Like, believe it." I felt like I was Michael Strahan when they beat the. Patriots. I'm like, believe it, and it will happen. Like I, <laughs> I was just studying that film or something. And when Rendon hit the home run, Rob Barr went stupid, bro. Fair. It was like, oh no! And then this way it's crazy. I'm looking around. I'm like, it's happening. I'm like, they gonna take him out. And I'm like, yo, they put Cole in, got a whole nother problem. But then when they put in that other dude, I was like, oh yeah, that's it. It's happening. Mm-hmm. And Howie, Howie Kendrick hit the two-run homer. Bro. And for those who don't know, in D.C., when he hits a home run, especially during this playoff run, they play this is how we do it. I got video of when they played it. The bar, bar went insane. I would tell you, people throwing beer everywhere. It, it, was, it, was, it was wild. And you know, I took the Metro, so you know, I don't know how long Metro is going to last. Um, and Sykes was like, yo, I got you. I, I'll drive you home. I was like, bet, <laughs> you know, it's free. And I mean, I gave him some gas money. I, I, I'm i honorable. But where he parked his car, it closed at midnight. It's like 1140 and we in the top of the night. So once we go 6-2, I'm like, he's like, yo, we got to roll. And I'm like, ah. Alright. And I'm leaving. I'm dabbing up the people I met. They're like, you leaving? Come on, man. We about to win. I'm like, believe it. It's happening. They're not going to choke. We're going to be the champs. But we got to get our car or we not going to make it. It's like, nah, man. Forget about your car, man. I was like, nah, we got to. Because we're walking, you know, walking away from the whole bar area so we can, you know, get an Uber. As we're waiting, you hear a roar. I'm like, alright. That's one out. Hear another roar. That's two outs. And then you just hear like this ovation. 
And then I'm like, they're the champs. And Sykes and I just hug, just like we did with the Caps one. We hug, like, yo, they did it. And we in the car, and that's what you call. You're like, yo, they it happened. I'm like, bruh. And then we, we, we drive, well, we get in our car, and we start driving down 9th Street. We dapping up fans, honking the horn. It was it was crazy, Rob. Like, I'm not going to. I'm like, remember I told you I said probably like the most tense moment I've had in DC sports history so far up to that point had been Game Six of this Wizards versus the Celtics. Yeah, like because like even the missions are like like they kind of the Connecticut Suns they kind of imploded that joint. It was just like. Oh yeah, they they not built for these last couple of minutes. Nah, what they stopped giving Jockwell Jones the ball. Like, yeah, and then <laughs> like they did that, it was what's cool. Name, we couldn't what's her name? What's her name? McCaslin or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and um, Donald, yeah, they just was clutching like it was over. But like that going into the ninth, it was like four two, and I was like, yo, we gotta get a bigger lead because if it if it's in reach. They're gonna, they're gonna get it. I just had a bad feeling. When it became six two, oh, I lost it. I was like, okay, okay. I didn't even want us to score anymore. I was like, hurry up in this inning, and we can get these three outs. Fam, when the first motherfucker got out, I was like, okay, that's one of them joints. And the second one, I was like, okay. But in the third one, I was like, yo, he might not. I thought he was going to get a base hit. Yeah, when he struck the youngin' out and then threw through his glove. Yeah, yo. <laughs> I, was, I was like, what? <laughs> he, we really want four of these dirts on the road, bro. That like, was crazy, man. Like, just to, just to experience it. Um, it is it's kind of surreal because I'm an Orioles fan till I die. But I remember when the Nats came. I've since the Nats came, like honest, honest to goodness, Rob. Since the Nats have been in existence, that Father's Day game where I saw the Yankees play last year was the first time I saw them play since the Nats have been here. Like, every baseball game I've been to since have been Nationals games. You know, so I've I've seen it. Like, I've been blessed with some amazing seats. I've seen some really good players in their prime. I've seen Pujols in his prime. Uh, I, we're still mad. We saw Barry Bonds, but we didn't see him play. Like, he, he called, he set out that game, you know. Like, I've, I've been to, whether it was at RFK or Nats Park. Last year, I was at the Home Run Derby. Like, I got a lot of love for the Nats. Yeah, I remember RFK was booming. Like I was booming, man. I, I, remember, I remember they used to, the tickets was, like, super cheap. Yeah. Like, that shit was, RFK was something different. But just to see, you know, there's no way anyone could have predicted in one year after losing you know, the best player, quote unquote, on the team and Bryce, that they they win it without him. And yeah, I, I it's think surreal, man. The, I think the Nationals has always 
I think the problem with Bryce Harper clouded our judgment. I think the Nationals front office had always had to plan, like people always say, like the Royals and whatnot. It was like, we're going to spend all our money on pitching. And we had, like, Gio Gonzalez and whatnot, and Strasburg was there. But, well, Strasburg wasn't always available in the postseason. But because we had Bryce, we kind of convinced ourselves that, yo, we can hit our ways to a World Series. And at every point of time, our bats just went They cold. failed. Like, because we didn't have the consistent pitching. And there was time we were like, okay, you need to score six runs this game. We just couldn't do it because at a certain point, people wasn't getting on base. So even when Bryce was hitting the homers, it was one shot homers. And we were like, fuck. And, yo, and speaking of which, we got to give a huge shout out to Max Scherzer. Because even though he wasn't 100% healthy and there were times where he had two base, two uh, runners in scoring position. He got I ain't gonna lockdown. lie. I ain't gonna lie. I tell people like this: the worst thing about Max is they would have cracked them home they, runs like a three-run homer. That would have did. <laughs> I took the worst thing about Max is that people hit homers off him frequently. Like they either get struck out fast or crack homers. That's why, like, when he be having like two people on second, he be having a person on second and third, and I be completely calm when he on the mound because I'm like, yo, he knowing to pitch himself out of some bullshit, like. <laughs> Like he, I'm looking at this nigga like you just. Oh, that's a single. Oh, that's a double. Oh, what are you doing? That and he's like, like oh, strike out, strike and, out, and then they come out. on. Cause for me, yo, I, I got mad. Like I, I don't know every Astros player, but I know the good ones. Like mm-hmm. if Altuve go off, can't get mad. He nice. Mm-hmm. If George Springer go off, can't get mad. He nice. If mm-hmm. Carlos Correa go off. He nice. When they show that dude his stat line, he had like a batting of like 182 <laughs> average, no home runs. I was like, this is going to be the guy to get and the home run. Bam. And I'm like, he not even good. It's always DC sports with a dude who isn't good goes off and yeah. beats us. So I was Bam. like, come on, bro. I'm looking at this shit just like, this is really, this nigga really about to do this to us. What? This is ridiculous. Because, and that's how you knew it was destiny. When it would be two people on base with two outs, it was like Jose Altuve, Springer. And I'm like, oh, these are the dudes who they hit one, it's gone. <laughs> and then they just were striking out or it they would hit a boom, block. Boom, it was I'm like, crazy. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, he ain't come to play. Like, he's, yo, fam. Between him, when uh, Corbin came in, with them three, he just was like, "Hey, I hate the way he pitches, ugly." But he just what got him out of there. Like I ain't play them games. Like I was, I was hyped. Like this whole postseason has always been, if we can hit them, like if we can hit them, we gonna beat them. Like because they and can't. That's, and that's the thing is, the thing with the Nats, it wasn't. Like they were hitting every inning, it would be like they maximize maybe two innings, and that's all they need, and they win. Because we understood that our pitching was so good for, especially in the series format, we were like our pitchers are so good that you're only going to score when our best ones are out there. Maybe at best you're going to score three, at best. And so all we knew was we didn't have to hit nine innings. We just, like you said, we just had to be on one for. It's about two, maybe if we have two, three innings. 
and score three or four runs, and we're going to win most of those Swerzer or Strasburg or Corbin starts. Like, we were just going to win those. And Scherzer and Strasburg, they didn't lose a game in the postseason. They went 10-0. and which is that's never happened in the history of baseball, bro. Like, because like, yo, I took like, because niggas like, and the, all them games was like, whatever one, whatever two, whatever zero. Like they niggas couldn't hit them. And I also like, find it an alarming stat, or interesting, not necessarily alarming, an interesting stat that Steven Strasburg is the first ever number one overall pick to win World Series MVP. In the history of Major League Baseball. Yeah. That, but, Rob, like, the equivalent of that would be, like, <sighs> if, yeah, I'd be like if LeBron was the first number one overall pick to win. Finals MVP. Yeah. You're like, really? Like, out it's of everyone like, in history? Because when you think about it, most of the people who you think of number one overall picks are hitters. Like, you're like, oh, so-and-so is a great... Is, Gonna be big shot, and like you, like you said, like you look at look down the list of the greatest home run hitters. A lot of them aren't World Series champions. Yeah, because being able to hit a home run isn't a great attribute, and that's going to get you paid. But pitching is consistent. That's the thing about, like I said, the Nationals thing was like, yo, fam, Bryce could be as good as he is, and no lie, now that we won, I don't have to hate him. Because we already got the World Series. He was an amazing player. But when you look at a series, we literally got Swerzer, um, Strasburg, and Corbin. That's damn near a 3-0 lead on any team. So pitching is important. We understood that pitching was the ultimate thing. Like, it wasn't paying him $400 million. It was, yo, we got to make sure that our pitches is paid. But now that it's over... Strasburg opt out of his deal. Of course. Zimmerman wants a new deal. Rendon wants a new deal. Howie wants a new deal. I think we got to pay him. I think we have to because I think you got to pay Zimmerman. He's Mr. National. You can't not, not pay him unless you want to curse. Um, I think obviously you pay Strasburg whatever he wants. He's got us by the balls. He literally hit us with the ultimate like, yo. Pat on myself. Uh, yeah, like, I'm just going to show y'all ridiculously greatness, and you're going to have to pay me. And he did it. He didn't lose in the postseason. There's nothing more. Like, he's getting paid. Yo, Rendon is obviously one of the best hitters in the league right now. Like, I argue he's a National League MVP. He definitely exactly. played like it. Exactly. So, like, he's deaf. So, like, we got to pay him. Like, like I said, Howie, I think he needs to get a check. Like, we gotta pay. Like we gotta get to keep the team together because this this could be a repeat. I'm like, I don't like to jinx it, but this could be a repeat. Because after a while, it's like you know those times where it's like, oh, the team was just really high at one time. They snuck up on people. We didn't sneak up. We marched them team down. Yeah, I definitely marched snuck them up, bro. Down. Yeah, it was Man. 1931 in May, and that's bro. Cool. And that's never happened, of, bro. And for the rest of the year, we whooped ass. That's and then in the playoffs. And in the playoffs, you don't sneak up in the series. You got mowed down. We weren't playing games. Niggas couldn't hit us. We didn't sneak up on the Astros. They couldn't hit us. You heard, like, look at the interviews after Strasburg got off the mound. He just, we just can't hit him. He's, he's amazing. Sorry. What are you supposed to do? That's it was what we do. Like, and we here. Like, team name by the punk, huh? Yo, like, we here. Like, we World Series champs. 
and that's amazing. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> the Nationals won it, be? Like, what, what else can I say? I can't believe, like, in reality, my fandom of the Nationals is probably my second highest fandom behind the scans. And it was it was dumb. I wish I could have been at that parade. I had to work, but then I really didn't work. But <laughs> it's cool. I mean, the OT is important. Of course. Um, Always got to get. And if I didn't see the Capitals parade, I would have been madder. And it was funny. Like, my mom was like, "Is it like? Do you think everybody's gonna really show up?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's a parade. Like, it's not often we get one, and it's a weekend, so a lot more people are off. Yeah, they going for the parade." And dad was Dang like, on. yeah, the skins were the one when he was in elementary or middle or high school, I would have took him down there. I'm like, I would have begged you, like, please. Man, I'm going to tell you like, <laughs> I'm going to tell you like this. If I had a ring to three, the National World Series is number one. The Mystics is number two. And then number three is the Capitals. Like, I were, like when the Capitals won, like I said, what I tell you? D.C. is title town now. The curse has been broken. It is over. We'll run them off. And then when the fucking Mystics got there, I was hyped because, like I said, I've been a Mystics fan since forever. Like, it was like, okay, we're going to actually, oh, shit, we about to win this. It was dope. But the Nationals is like my baby. Like, like, the Nationals is like everything. They won and it was amazing. Like I said, winning that, the World Series the, out, on the road. Of, outside of the Mystics, the Nationals and the Capitals have had amazing teams that have come up short. And the year that they aren't projected to do anything, that's when they do it. That's a fact because like those are the years that we were like like you said, like the Capitals a lot of times for flashing was flash and dash. Like you get Backstrom, you get Oveskin, you know, we had um forgot the other nigga name before he left. Um we had players where they were like they would score a lot of goals and you get the MVP trophies and whatnot. But we wasn't stopping people from scoring us. Our goalies was ass. Like Ningus was just out every time clutch, boom, Crosby was just rapist. It was the it was disrespectful. But then we got old boy who our go who's our goalie. We understood that's how you like defense wins championships. That's the old adage. Like, yo, if you can stop people from scoring on you when it matters most, you're gonna win. And that's what we won. It's the same thing with the pitching. I think the Mystics also, was elite offense, though. Like, the Mystics just was, like, no mistakes. That's really like, what the Mystics was. Like, they stayed disciplined. Like, yeah, like and like you can say, like, we saw, like, 86% or something from the free throw. Like, which is why when I, we were talking about when the Mystics went, I'm like, Della Don, you can't miss this free throw. Like, yo, yo. you're a – in the playoffs, she's a 90, 96% shooting from the free throw. Like, yeah. Rob, she is the greatest free throw shooter ever. <laughs> That was like our offense was on some Patriots shit. Like, yo, you're just not gonna have a chance for us to beat ourselves. Like, we're just not gonna do it. Like, sorry, because our peak is way greater than your peak. Exactly. (laughs) It's just like, yo, when we're hitting, like you saw, like in the Connecticut game, it was like, okay, we're letting loose, we let people bully us in the paint. Then it was like, oh snap, we're gonna actually defend the three line and shoot good. And then it was like, (laughs) and then they couldn't stop us. It was a wrap. We was beating them high and low. It was disrespectful. 
It's a beautiful time to be to be a Washingtonian, to be a Washingtonian sports fan, man. It's, Yo, it's fam, a beautiful like, time. I'm really hyped. I told people like the win of the World Series was so dope, and then seeing Haskins start like it didn't even matter that we lost. It was like Haskins is getting experience, so you can't humble me this week. <laughs> yeah. You really weren't going to ruin anyone's highs. Like, 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 I said, like, I'm an I'm a L.A. D.C. fan. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's the Lakers and the, and the Rams, baby. And then it's the Mystics. Um, Capitals this guy, he right. <laughs> Like, it's okay because I was here with Steven Jackson and shit and Mark Bolger. So I was rooting for the Rams when they was asked, too. So it's not the same. And the Raiders are leaving... Oakland, so I can't claim them because I will refuse to be attached to the Raiders franchise in Las Vegas. <laughs> you will not be asked and continue to have me love you. It won't happen. Anyway, <laughs> man, I think that's pretty much it with sports because basketball ain't nothing really. Oh, ain't nothing happening. Just LeBron won five games in a row. And y'all had all that shit to say after opening night, and now we won five in a row. Y'all ain't said nothing. Yo, you see how one, it is? Quick, see how it ain't one, nothing happen, right? Back to back, triple double. Ain't one, nothing happen, one, right? You one right. quick thing about it, because we got so much other stuff to talk about. Go ahead. We we watching the game. Uh-huh. Sice getting alert on his on his uh watch was like, yo, Carl Anthony Townsend and B got into a fight. <laughs> Mind you, bro, we had no service. In the bar, like for those who follow me, I tweeted the city about to have a moment. I tweeted that out at like seven. It didn't send till like ten thirty, bro. <laughs> so we had the moment I, all the way gone. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> but it, it timed out perfectly because we were winning at that point. So you know, it worked out. <laughs> yeah, you a front runner. <laughs> he, he hopped on the Nationals right after <laughs> once he realized the Orioles was ashed. Uh, I still Birdland for life, but salutes. Like salutes to the attitude. You know, we finished the, the fight. The attitude. See, only only cornballs remember the attitude there. Only cornballs? Uh, you legit <laughs> fan? Anyway. No, so we look at the you fight. don't bring that up. You look at the fight. Like, we finally get some service on, I think, uh, Jasmine's phone, his girl's phone. And it's like, yo, we watching it. And then you see, like, they their arms get tangled. And out of nowhere, they start pulling each other. <laughs> And you see uh, it be with a swing, and you see Ben Simmons like put him in the chokehold. I'm like, yo, they really fought, bro. <laughs> and then you see that their tweets. Fight. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't an amazing fight. But like, when ben you think Simmons about it, Shaq versus Barkley wasn't an amazing Don't fight. ever disrespect Shaq and Barkley. He, one got hit with a basketball, and Shaq threw a haymaker, and Barkley just happened to be 6'4 and duck. <laughs> and then there was a lot of scuffle. That was a good, legitimate, nice scuffle. They these two had each other in point blank range and nothing happened. <laughs> like you, like you, you could they could have tapped you. at least. Remember when Melo tapped old boy chin and ran? At least he got that a good punch. That was one of the most sucker moves of nah, all time. Because you could hear the punch. He rocked old boy and did rock. Was that Jared Jeffries? Yo, he stole the shit out of him. It was like who? But see, we oh, were spoiled shit. because with. Chris Paul Rondo, they both connected twice, Yo, and then fam. Ingram came through with a couple joints. When I tell you about that short folks, like, in any range, if you're the short people, then you're going to be about that life. And niggas, Rondo and Paul was swinging like, eh, that stuff was lit, bruh. Man, like, you see them tall youngins, they all ain't about that life, punk-ass niggas. 
<laughs> it was point blank range that didn't throw nothing. You know what's a tall nigga who's about that life? Serge Ibaka. He used to he cocked the arm back like he was gonna send a nigga to heaven. You know who's tall and is never gonna be about that life? Enos Cantor, bro. <laughs> Soft. <laughs> I'm just yeah. never gonna forgive him. Yeah, like, I'm not the biggest Westbrook fan. I respect his game. He dope. But when Zaza like <laughs> put this man to the ground and stood over him like it's AI Hovind Lou <laughs> and can't see it, it don't do nothing. Yeah, I would have blamed him. him. In the film. But Russ is a goat. Is the goat because the next time he plays Zaza, he lit his ass up. <laughs> he did. <laughs> He was like, yo, I'm going to get him back. And then he got him back. He's 6'3". <laughs> yo, Russ is the goat. All right, man. Let's, let's get into this music, bro. There really wasn't much to drop. But a momentous thing took place. From they rugas or they deserts Dying ain't the shit, but it's pleasant Kinda quiet, watch my niggas bring the round Right, uh. that dirty money uh. Came from heaven just to sing a song for you To the rhythm of my love for you And now it's really slow And you know it's the end of it all When I sing that slow song for you Like, he was dating the hottest girl. <laughs> like he was lit. Like nigga had a club shootout with J Lo. Like what? Like Diddy had a girl shave her head, half her hair off. 
And then the other chicks followed too. Yeah. <laughs> like, yo, Diddy man, like he's been putting out great music since like early nineties. Now, shout out, you know, Roy from the Joe Budden podcast he tweeted that Diddy has the greatest ear in music history. And he does. I do not agree with that. Because you're I think stupid. I'm I must be dumb then. I'm dumb down it. But um don't, don't break the forest in this. <laughs> I love Forrest Gump. I'm just saying, like, I, I think that he's an ama- has an amazing ear. Mm-hmm. That people still come multiple- to to this day, right? Yeah, okay. he's touched multiple genres, so he's mm-hmm. qualified. Because mm-hmm. if you do one genre, you're great, but you're only great in one genre. Mm-hmm. But I think there's there's other people that have better ears. Like who? Quincy Jones. When's the last relevant thing Quincy Jones has done? Musically? Yes. And again, I, I would say he did a, a show. He did like a show in DC, but like an as album as or body of work. Stuff. Yeah. No, I don't know. You don't What's know. the last thing Diddy's done? Oh, he gave you Nipsey. I'm sorry that he happened to exactly produce that. <laughs> he did. He so put like, Diddy staff on it. Because the musicality, yeah. Oh, like he didn't just like he just you know what I'm saying. There's a reason he called Diddy because he knows when classic things happen, even if I'm from the West, I know who I need to call. Like, I just can't do that, man. Nah, it's, it's wow. We were off air. We were talking about like some of our favorite songs, and you know, for me, Diddy has his imprint on the '90s. I mean, he has an imprint on the 90s, 2000s, and uh, this decade. And he invented the remix, but we're not going to bring that up. No, that's fine. Quincy Jones didn't invent the remix. (laughs) You know, some of my favorite songs, like, I'll I'll run them off. To this day, I'll die on this hill. I need a girl part one. Better than part two. That's just me. And you'd be the only one on that hill. That's perfectly fine. Like, I was on the superstar Hill by myself. You should have still been doing that by yourself, but it was I'm a couple not, of delusional people that joined I think you. That's my favorite interlude ever. And because you're weird. <laughs> I'm weird and I'm proud of it. <laughs> um, we know. <laughs> and I was thinking because for me, you know, everyone talks about oh 90s R and B, which did he help shape? Let's let's not get it twisted. Which did he help shape? What you mean help shape? You mean create it? Yeah, I mean, you got Mary and Jodeci and Faith, Faith Evans. Gave you Total. Sorry. Total. Case. Yeah. But just something about what Diddy was doing in the early 2000s, maybe because it's my childhood or because I experienced it real time. But the hits that Diddy put out, whether it was Bad Boys for Life, I Need a Girl's Part 1 and 2, um... Shake your tail feather, like just just big songs where it was like, yo, Diddy is the man, bro. Like, take that. Whether you know him running the marathon, mm-hmm. I will. I'm an Diddy's one of Diddy's greatest achievements, and if you kind of think about it, it's really unprecedented. He turned an average vodka company that was doing at most 700 cases a year. To one of the ten to be generous, maybe five most recognizable alcohol brands. 
That's incredible. He's one like, of the great. Like this is what he does. Okay, everything that he does is big, yo. Y'all can't, y'all can't stop him, man, yo. Like, there's nothing more. Like, did he, man? I told you, did he was big? Did he's larger than life, bro? Like. When we look at Jay, we see somebody who we always looked at as a person who's like one of us, right? And he just kept killing the game, and then he became Jay. He was like, oh, snap. When we look at Diddy, we just look at a star. Like, Diddy's been just a star, like, in any in every way, shape, or form. Like, no matter what the game's throwing at him, he's maintained his... We never saw Diddy the bad, like... Biggie died. He gave us Mace. Mace went to church. He gave us himself. We had he had Black Rob. He did. He creates the band. Like, huh? Like, yeah. Gives us French Montana later. Like, he like he gave us Machine Gun Kelly too. Yeah. Like he did. He's just. Like, he's never not been Diddy. Like, he's always been in. Like, he's never been a time where it's like, yo, Diddy can't find a hit. Like. And I will say one of my favorite songs of, like, all time and one of the greatest uses of auto-tune is Angels. Dog. I'll never forget the first time I heard Angels because I'm going to be real. I hated Last Night. Like, that song you to this day. That's fine. Last night. I, I love Keisha Cole. You know I love Keisha Cole. Hated that song. And when I heard Angels for the first time, bro. That's Dirty Money, Joy, right? Yeah. When yeah who, the who, else give you a, who else could give you a group, chop half of them off, and create another one? What? He invented the remix. He remixes groups. <laughs> you can't do nothing it's with that. It's that Dirty Money. <laughs> He sprinkles the little ditty dust on it, man. The angels. Yo, we might play that, man. I might, I might do a musical like collage on this episode or something. I'll, I'll figure it out. <laughs> like, man, like he, come on, man. He gave us Mace Part Two with Loon. Loon was on Part One and Part Two of I Need a Girl, and you never heard from Loon ever again. And he was on fire that summer. I bet you he got a lot of hoes too, and then he disappeared, and then he came out of nowhere and ended up in jail. <laughs> so that's a Loon. Black Rob, make him say whoa. Like, come on, bro. Like, Special delivery. There's a he gave he gave us the U chain. What else, what more can he do? To you? Hey man, you don't understand what that did, bro. <laughs> hey, I'm just trying to tell y'all. Did he gave what? He gave Murphy Lee the shake your tail feather joint. That's a Grammy right there. What more can Diddy do for you? He brought you Young Jock. What? Do you remember that? Do you remember Boys in the Hood with Jeezy? I'm not saying he bought them Jeezy. <laughs> that was Bad Boy South. Y'all don't understand that Diddy is Diddy. Y'all just disrespect Didn't he bring Gorillaz no too? What else does he need to do with life? Like, come on. Like, I don't understand. He just, he just lives he just lives his life and tries to be great. And that's all Diddy has done. We didn't even mention the locks. He gave us all about the Benjamins. More Money, More Problems is the greatest rap song created. 
Well, that's his opinion, guys. It's no. not my opinion. It is fact because you can play it at any occasion. <laughs> right. At a wedding, more money, more problems goes off. When you're sad, more money, more problems teaches you a lesson. Like when you when you celebrate, more money, more problems. You in the club, more money, more problems. You in the car, more money, more problems. Anywhere, like delivery room, more money, more problems. You can't go wrong with that song. Like, but yeah, Diddy's the man, yo. You know, we don't care about Drake and his no neck head ass. Okay. <laughs> Dre, you stay on the West. Diddy did it worldwide, all right? Sorry. What drink do you have, Dre? You got beats. That's my case. Ooh. Everybody and their mama got headphones now. 50 got headphones that no one cares about, so do Luda. And they go up like balloons. Okay, and on that <laughs> note, <laughs> hey, man, before we get into, you know, the Popeye's chicken sandwiches. We definitely got to talk about that. I got to give a special uh, shout out to a friend of the show. His name is Brian. Goes by DJ Got One. He sends me music all the time. Um, we, we bounce off different music, whether it's R&B, rap. He might throw in some like alternative, like, you know, just a whole bunch of stuff. He sent me, um, he sent me yesterday. It's this group by the name of uh, the Rand Jones and the Indications. This album called American Love Call. I saw it, I was like, oh, it's R&B, and I was like, alright, bro, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check it out, you know. And I kind of forgot about it, and I was like, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ride to it today. It's R&B, I'm in R&B mood. And I was reading the iTunes little notes, and it was like, yeah, it kind of gives uh, 70s R&B music like the shy lights, you know, stylistics. And for those who don't know, Rob and I, we've had this talk on air, off air. Uh, 90s is nostalgic because there was a lot of, it was a lot of great R&B albums. And I feel like in the 90s, everyone had that one great album. Like mm-hmm. no matter, you could have been a trash group career wise, but you had an amazing album. In the 2000s, people had great albums, but I think it was more about great songs than great albums. That's just, 2000s but because I experienced the 2000s more I relate to that more but if I had to pick my favorite decade of R&B when Rob and I we were debating if we call it R&B it would be the 70s where the stylistics the shy lights the Jacksons you know a whole bunch of different things and temptations temptations yeah I mean there's we, you can literally go on for days the miracles you know like Marvelette like it's a whole we could, we could really go and I press play on this, and I was like, "Yo, like Diddy, you press play." Yeah, like like okay. Diddy. Okay. And I sent it. I told Rob before we did the podcast. Before we take the podcast, I'm, I text Brian. I'm like, "This may be the greatest thing you ever sent me, bro." Like, these dudes are like in their mid twenties, and they sound like. They're in 1975. They might actually. I was just thinking just now. They might have bad relationships. Because <laughs> you need that different type of pain to sing that. And again, it's rare when Rob and I, we agree on music, but we have different musical tastes. And that's fine. It makes for great podcast debates. You know, for people who listen to us, I appreciate you. 
But when I tell you, whenever Rob and I come on the same accord, it's usually pretty special. This is one of those times I was like, Rob, you got to give these dudes a listen. Like, they're the real yeah. dude. I'm going to put, put their uh, album in the description. I'm going to play one of their songs dope, as an outro. <laughs> Yeah, the truth. That's the reason we play the shy lights because it reminded us of the shy lights. I'm like, we can play the shy lights to bring in the podcast. Dope, man. Yeah, man. Hey, they the real deal. So, um, I don't know. I just gave it one real listen, but you know, there's there's certain albums where okay, you want to sit and live with it, and there's certain albums few and far between where you hear it once and you're like, that's it. That's special. In the last few years, albums that I heard once and was like, that's special, like Control by SZA, I heard that. I was like, yeah, she got one. Uh, freaking um, Seat of the Table, Solange, she got one. Damn by Kendrick, got one. You know, like those are Certain like instant, you don't even have to like think. You're just like this is this. Are you is good. saying that's classic or just like good albums? I think every album I just named is a classic. Damn, it's not a classic. But I think they're all good albums, just to be <laughs> fair. <laughs> what songs was on damn? Fire, bruh. That's just because Rihanna had a titties on it, so that wins. Okay. <laughs> What other songs was on that joint? Didn't he have like Fear? Fear, uh, oh. Duckworth, Humble. That's a whack name. So that's an L. I hate that's Humble. His last name. Yeah, that's what I said. His last name was Whack, Duckworth. You think my last name is Whack, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, last name is Leaper. I'm sure it's other right, people bro. have the same opinion. <laughs> my last name happens to be a first name, so people tend to bring that up to me all the time. <laughs> Like this was Ripley's Believe It or Not. <laughs> They'd be like, there you But yeah. But yeah, man, I, I just is every it's very rare where we're like we we shout out I mean we do shout out up and coming people and but we don't know this dude at all, but or his group. <laughs> they're amazing. Yo, Duran Jones and <laughs> and the indications. Damn, there. We don't know these dudes. Yeah, it's dope that they got an old name too, like the indications. Because <laughs> Rob was like, yo, they gotta be old. And he's like, when this come out? I'm like, it came out in March, bro. <laughs> That's a different type of pain. That's that I'm gonna drink my liver pain. <laughs> and we also that, I wanna say with weed people that think like future and the music today is misogynistic. I'm telling you, if y'all want to hear real misogynistic music, listen to some Bobby Walmack. Dog. That man was an evil person, bro. Listen to 90% of all soul music. Marvin Gaye sounds like the worst human being of all time. Like, if you listen to his song and listen to what he says, you're like, what? This nigga was wilding. He had control. Like, like, yo, nigga, like, but hey, yo, that shit sounds amazing. <laughs> you can you can say what you want, but you can sing it right. Yeah. Look, perfect example would be the weekend, bro. Damn, weekend would be like he wants to kill himself and everybody here, and that should have sound amazing. We about like, oh yeah, he just told you his plan of suicide murder, <laughs> and you're like you didn't think about it. 
Fact. So yeah, man. So want to give a big shout out to Duran Jones and the indication. So you guys check them out. I'm gonna put them in the description. Y'all, y'all press play and vibe to it. So let's yeah. let's get to you know the the biggest thing. Uh, buzzing the streets. Rob, I woke up this morning, got a message from Ja, my boy Ja. He was like, yo, I know y'all didn't kill someone in PG County over a chicken sandwich. And I'm like, <laughs> when I saw it, I was like, bro, what are you talking about? Like, mind you, this is like 3, 4 in the morning. I'm like, huh? Kata messaged me. And let me explain. Like, when like Rob and I, we message each other funny tweets, right? That's that's what we do. Like funny <laughs> videos or uh, stuff of our favorite football or basketball players. Just you know, oh, what occasional weird dapper J tweets. Like he'll send me some stuff. He like I just saw it, so you gotta see it. Nah, that'd be you, bruh. No, that'd be <laughs> no. Tyler. That'd be Tyler. <laughs> I, I still haven't forgive Tyler for that last wild video he sent you, us. I don't see. I didn't look at that one. Oh, you remember the one you sent me though? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's why I sent you. The, and then I sent you that nasty one too. And you was like, "Yo, what the?" And I was like, "Yeah," because you know that was that was wild. When you sent me, I was like, "This nigga really he, he playing with me." So, so Kata, when he sends me something, it's usually something like if we're trying to travel, or it might be like talking smack either about like the skins or whatever, or something serious. So he sent it to me, and he was like, this is what y'all doing in D.C.? And I was like, fam, mind you, you know, I got two jobs, but my main job is the news, which today I work. I'm like, are you serious? Young is really died of a chicken sandwich? Uh, it's election day, also for records, so go vote. Every vote matters. This is the local election. And I'm like, this is going to get overshadowed because someone really did a boondocks moment, like, Youngers have died over shoes. They've died over clothing. Over died over thoughts, yo. Like sandwich, bro. <laughs> yo, you died with this. See that this is the thing, you know. In the basis, it's just a disagreement, right? And disagreements can start over anything. Anytime you're in a high pressure, like you care to boom start talking about nigga moments. Like anytime you're in a situation that causes people to like wait for things, like people hate lines. Like generally speaking, no one likes to wait for things. So imagine being in the longest line. And over some foods, so that means you're hungry, probably. So you're coming into the line already hungry. Now you're even more hungry because you got to wait. And somebody may do something that is a minor infraction. That can escalate really quickly. I mean, it's, a, it's a simple equation, man. Yes, yeah, it's, it's wild, Joe. Like, to wake up and that and... I was like, PG County took an L today, bro. Like that's that's sad, man. It's really cause for the record, let's let's break down what happened. He he cut him in line. <laughs> Dude felt the way, met him outside and stabbed him. <laughs> for the chicken sandwich. That's that's what happened. So you shouldn't cut people in line, bro. <laughs> like I'm telling people like yo you can't in high pressure situations it's the same way like you know how like you might walk down the neighborhood and have a watch hanging out you know what I'm saying you might be feeling cool but when you go past that group that look like they, they jack boys guess what it ain't nothing wrong with tucking that watch in for a few steps man you understand that it's a danger zone yo it's wild cause I actually went to Popeye's today and um 
everyone was like, hey, man, we not cutting no one in line. I was like, it's cool. I'm I'm not killing no one for no chicken sandwich. Like, it's that's 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 whack. Like, yo, imagine, imagine, like, man, I pray that everyone, if you are a God fearing individual, I pray we all make it to heaven. But I really would talk to God and be like, yo, out of all the ways I had to die, a chicken sandwich, yo. You cut the person in line. He's going to be like, you was greedy, and then they stabbed you. Sorry, you took the L. <laughs> you got to understand. Like, at and the end then of my day, man really going to spend fault. life in jail whenever he get caught. <laughs> because yeah. he killed someone over a chicken sandwich, bro. Man, you're trying to talk to a person. Who, I've seen people get stabbed over much less bullshit. Like, niggas really just like, I literally seen, like, I guess this, well, I don't know the nigga's name, so I can't snitch. So, um, so even if you get me, but like, yeah, we was outside one time, right? And these niggas was drinking. And then, you know how niggas is when they get drunk? Like, niggas start, like, you don't even know. It's just an argument come out of nowhere. It's just like they spontaneously happen, right? So right. one dude shouting at this nigga, he's like, yo, bro, I'll fuck you up. And so the dude was like, so literally like an hour later, we outside the stand. You know, like you be outside someone front y'all um, with your hands in your pockets, just chilling and shit. So it's kind of chilly. And old dude's like, yeah, he's toning out and bullshit. And he just hit someone with the pokey poke. Bong, bong, bong. And the dude on the ground. And I'm looking at him like, this nigga just poked this man up. And the nigga wow. died. Like, bam, man. What are you supposed to do? Like, I don't see bullshit. So, like, it was funny because I didn't really know them. That's why I'm laughing. But they was wilding that day, too. <laughs> like, but yeah, like that chicken shit. Like, yo, don't cut people in line, bro. <laughs> niggas, get, niggas get frustrated. I say niggas get shot over road rage, bro. Yeah, no, that that's that's been happening more and more lately. Like, I see nigga get hit with a bat. Like shit happens. So like imagine nigga cut you off in the road, you think like it is you feel the type of way enough to block him off and get out the car to fuck him up. Like and you're not even hungry. And you ain't right. even in line. Like that right. nigga hungry in line, like and you got the spicy before he did, cause you cut. You might have to get poked up, man. Pokemon. Gotta catch them all. That that wasn't supposed. To, that wasn't. <laughs> but yeah. But I mean, we've had the sandwich. We both think it's dope. I just had it again. I threw mumble sauce on it this time. You know, gave it the extra flavor. But uh, you should definitely do that if you have mumble sauce. You know, at your disposal. But um yeah man, it's it's not worth killing anyone over a sandwich. It's not that big, bro. They hey, treat they, they treating this sandwich like it's the new Jays, bro. Like, yeah, like I don't think it's I don't think I wanna like I'll tell people like yo, any crime I do, I'm willing to do the time behind it. I'm never gonna do a crime over some shoes because it's not important for me to rob you for some shoes. And it's not important for me to rob you for a sandwich or stab you for a sandwich. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like, it's too many years over a sandwich. Like, that sandwich is good, but like, the the two, three minutes or whatever it takes for me to eat the sandwich is not worth <laughs> the 10 years that you get me. It's at an all time high. Like, that shit is like. 
fam. I'm the king of you win now. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, you win. Like, you cut me in line, you win. Like, I'm like, not going... You got going, it, my G. I ain't... Like, I'm not going to let the blaze out <laughs> for a sandwich. Like, and there's cameras everywhere in PG County. Like, PG County, D.C., there's cameras everywhere. So, you know your face is somewhere. Like, you might as well come in there with a ski mask on if that's the type of time you're going to be on. Like, that's the only Max. way. Like, it's not like, yeah, I don't... Uh. But yeah, man, before we get up out of here, we want to send uh, special prayers uh, to Angie Martinez. Most definitely. Um, who got in a crazy car accident. Just shattered her vertebrae. And it's seeing that was just like, I seen someone was like, yo, man, praying for Angie Martinez. I'm like, what happened to Angie Martinez? And they said that. I was like, what? Yeah, yo, like, crazy, now like, we gotta really pray for Angie Martinez, yo. Like, I tell people, like, yeah, I totally, I said, I said, like, yo, Angie Martinez was the die, like, that would be an ultimate sad day in, like, hip hop. In rap, yo. Like, like, that should be. So, yeah, man, I mean, I think, you know, that's pretty much it. And also, I mean, you know, prayers to the guy's family. First and foremost, who was killed? Um, yeah, yo, yeah, man, yeah, yeah, man. Prayers, like, yo, you man. To be crazy, like, to think about, like, when you think about, it, right? <laughs> like, it's like, yo, man, I'll be back. I'm going to Popeyes, and <laughs> never came back. Like. <laughs> it's not funny. That's wild, Joe. But like, it's like it's... your man's cut. I was like, I bet you didn't know that was the last cut. Like, Chill, bro. No, nah, that white technically isn't the last cut because he got Rob, Rob, Rob. <laughs> it's so not funny, you, bro. It's not funny, but it's like, it's like you kind of brought it on. You brought it on yourself. Like you obviously didn't warn to get stabbed. Like obviously, I wouldn't think that would be a warn, but like, my nigga, you came over there, violated a nigga, like. <laughs> You came to Popeyes. Imagine waiting in line and violating the nigga. Because if you only got stabbed by one dude, that means you only cut one spot. So if I'm in a line of 20 and I got 10 ahead of me, right? Right. What is 10 to 9? Like, what? <laughs> like, how much more, How much longer did you think you was going to have to wait? <laughs> like, one person? Like, you thought it was that crazy? Well, so did he. Like, that's why, but it's also wild that a nigga got his sandwich and stabbed you outside. Like, whew. imagine that. Like, imagine a nigga is still so angry at you that he see you out. There's some times where a nigga tell me, like, yo, I'm going to see you outside. And I was really like, I was scared because I was like, I'm not ready for this fight. Cause I knew I wasn't mad. I wasn't mad, angry enough <laughs> to meet the person outside for it. Like if we was gonna fight at that moment, or it was over. Like I didn't care that much. So yeah, like I, there's a, I ain't gonna lie. There's a couple of times where niggas said meet me, up, meet him outside, and when I came outside, he had that type of time, and I ran. <laughs> like you, are, you, you is wilding right now. You're too serious. <laughs> I ran. <laughs> I'll see you later. <laughs> Well, Matt, I'll let you do your shout-outs so we can get up out of here. Um, first, first and foremost, shout-out to the Nationals, another title town. This is what we do. You know what I'm saying? Sorry that we win everything. <laughs> we'll let you guys eat after we get off our bricks. Um, 
the Lakers. We're going to bring one to L.A., you know. Um, shout out to Haskins for starting. <laughs> but, um, yeah, shout out to Popeyes. I'm going to have that sandwich, like, probably Friday. Man, I can taste it now. Good chicken sandwich. Nothing like it. But, um, yeah, shout out to, um, God bless you. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, shout out to, shout out to everybody, man. You know, it's good. It's, you know, you it's good to be a, you know, a humble winner sometimes, you know. You know, shout out to Bryce Harper. We give you love. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to you, man. We got the title, so it's all up <laughs> This guy. That's it, you know. Just happy to be a winner in the winner's circle. All right. For me, man, I want to give a huge, huge shout out to the Polar Movement. Uh, they dropping some new merch, some new exclusive uh, for that fall clothing line. Shout out my man, Jamar, for helping with the designs. I'm definitely copping the sweatsuit Friday, trying to make me spend my money earlier than that. But um, nah, man, I, I've since, you know, Major Motors first started the collective, I was, you know, I'm still in. We started my sophomore year in college. Like, Mel had, like, one of their first things with the hat that she technically, like, never bought, but, like, has. But it was free advertising. Everyone was like, yo, that hat's dope. So to get that from, like, their basic T-shirts to to where they are now, man, it's it's pretty dope to see see the grind. I remember talking to Manny and uh, A-Dub, like, yo, I'm trying to get some sweats. He was like, it's coming. Just stay tuned. So, nah, man, salute to them. Um, you know, next week makes uh, four years since we've started the podcast. So we got some special stuff coming. We got the designs for our podcast, you know, merch. But we're just trying to find a proper outlet. So please just be patient with us. Um, what else, man? If you made it this far, we appreciate you listening. I know I do. Uh, I want to pronounce his name right. I want to say his Dylon. He was in Dubai, man, and he listened That's to our podcast, yo. Either Dylan or Dylon, whatever pronounce his. I'm sorry, bro. You listen to our podcast. I appreciate you. He was like, man, I was in Dubai last year and this year. The only thing I did was play your podcast, and I was like, bro, you just really listen to us That's in Dubai. Lit, yo. Like you could have been doing any and everything, but you was listening to us, okay, bro. Jay, chill out, Jay. <laughs> Who you know, like ho, nah. But man, that, <laughs> I thought that was awesome. That's the real. And international uh, Pete. Oh yeah, and also shout out Big Crit Rhapsody. I saw them in concert. They gave an amazing show. Crit did. He did the R four theme song. Like Rob, I don't know. I don't. I don't think you get it. Like that song, bro. That song so fire. I, you thought I was annoying for the Dollar in a Dream show. Oh my and gosh! One, I was jumping. I think I stepped on some girl. It's gonna be worse because yeah. it'll be it's, it. It was probably worse because like these are songs that like everybody don't know. Bum. I said that's out the crit, man. You're amazing. Yeah, man, but that's pretty much it. Uh, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play a song. I don't know which song I'm gonna play off "American Love" called by Duran Jones and Indication. So I just want you to vibe to it, and uh, yeah, put you on something new. So mm-hmm. next time, peace. peace. Come on.